So you're here to win some money. It's Thursday night and there's over a million dollars up for grabs. Well, these are the seven players you need to start on Thursday night. And let's begin with the rookie at $5,200, Traylon Burks from Tennessee, who returned last week and looked pretty good. Mr. Traylon Burks played 35 snaps and ended up equaling 56% of the snaps, earning six targets. A season high, should I say, six targets. Now let's take a look at his snap share. He was a rookie, so naturally you're going to see him start to see more snaps as the season goes on. That's what was happening the first couple of weeks of the season. He plays a season high 67% of the snaps. This is the week before he gets hurt. He runs a route on 96% of Ryan Tannehill's dropbacks, meaning he's out there for basically every single passing play. Now in his return, he was out there for 73% of the passing plays running a route, which means you might even see more usage as soon as Thursday night for the rookie. And don't forget just how dominant he was in college, a top 10% dominant rating of all time, meaning he earned over 30% of his team's total production in college. Now I've actually already taken Trey Lumberg as an official bet over 34 and a half receiving yards on prize picks. If you're interested, you could take it as well. Now the next player I want to talk about, he's expensive. Aaron Jones, $11,200. Mr. Aaron Jones is coming off of his best game of the season in terms of usage, not fantasy points, but usage. A season high 26 touches goes over 150 yards pretty easily and he ends up finding the end zone against Dallas. He's now had three strong performances out of his last four games and it's pretty clear at this point. The Packers go as Aaron Jones goes 70% of the snaps last time out. And that's worth mentioning because he's continuing to separate himself from AJ Dillon. Instead of them basically being like 1A, 1B for certain situations, no, it's been pretty clear that Dillon is now the backup in Green Bay this last month of the season. But more on Dillon later and why being the backup is maybe not a bad thing. This week, it's going to be a tougher spot for Aaron Jones against the number three run stop of the Titans. They have a great defensive line, but lucky for Jones, he's a three-point favorite and he has a nice offensive line and he's a lethal pass catcher. You see, Jones ranked seventh in running back targets this year, over four per game. It's a nice situation for Aaron Jones because he has multiple outs to his game. If it's not working on the ground for his 12 to 15 carries, well, you're probably seeing a six-target game. And we know he's efficient on a yards per touch basis, one of the best backs out there. He's a solid payup option on this slate. Maybe my favorite payup option. Let's talk about now a wide receiver and it'll be another rookie in christian watson who broke out this past week everybody saw it happen three catches on four targets all three go for touchdowns he has over 100 yards 84 percent of the snaps is the big one here he was a clear starter over sammy Watkins in this game the production was great but yes it is sticky because of the snaps and route runs being high and as you can see right here not only did the snaps come through but look at this the targets right here eight targets on 19 total targets 42 percent of the packers targets is unreal it's the most for a wide receiver this season in green bay and for reference Devontae Adams averaged like 35% of the targets last year so 42% in this game yeah that means something long story short it means Rodgers trusts him was continuously going to him even after he dropped his first two targets on the night and let's not forget how much of an athletic freak this guy is only Julio Jones these are his workout metrics right 96 percentile means top four of all time in speed top five all time in burst top three all time 97th percentile in catch radius when you factor in his size very unique 200 and nearly 20 pounds six foot four only Calvin Johnson and Julio Jones yeah really good receivers have been more athletic coming out so i definitely want some watson but i want to avoid nick westbrook because look he's 6200 he's too expensive he's coming off of an unreal game over 30 fantasy points 119 yards and two touchdowns although half of this production came on one broken play for like a 60 yard score and now he has to face the packers top 10 secondary which if you just watched them last week against dallas yes cd lamb did his thing but jair alexander looked really good especially later on in crunch time in that game and hate to break it to you nick westbrook is not cd lamb even after having a big game 
game last week he only has 2.6 targets per game this year he only had seven receptions coming into this game we've seen it in the past including last year where he saw extended usage with aj brown out he's not the greatest receiver he has some flashes he has some unique size and some attributes in the red zone but for the most part last week was a fluke and not to mention we're expecting Traylon burks to see more usage which probably bumps nick westbrook off the field in two wide receiver sets it'll be burks and robert woods out there now a wide receiver i do think is interesting is alan lazard at eighty six hundred dollars i definitely think he's in play as a captain option because last week he did not play well right he has three catches on four targets for 45 yards basically all of this yardage came on the final passing play of the game where green bay set up the winning field goal in overtime he had like a 25 30 yard reception now he was facing a tough secondary in dallas specifically trayvon diggs who's been solid and lazard look he's not a fantastic man beater in one-on-one matchups so when they take him out it was watson who had the big day which means likely lower ownership for lazard here but let's not hold this against lazard he only had four targets yeah but they only threw 20 times in this game and one of them was a throwaway so really only 19 actual targets out there it was still a solid game in terms of earning targets for Lazard. very quietly in 75 percent of his games this year he has 100 yards or a touchdown seven or more targets before this past week in five straight games in the dfs blueprint i have lazard projected for over 55 yards he's only at 48 and a half in his player prop i take the over here you can too with the link in the description down below on prize picks now let's talk quarterback going with ryan Tannehill at 9600 really isn't something i'm looking to do i mean he just lacks upside this team ranks 30th in passing plays per game we know they want to run the ball it'll be 20 degrees in green bay he doesn't have the greatest weapons and when they get in the red zone Zone, right where you can actually get some touchdowns nice points for the quarterback not really happening they just run the ball with derrick henry 27th in red zone attempts now Tannehill did just come off of his best game of the year for fantasy 19 points but again a lot of that came from a 60 yard broken touchdown play he threw 36 times in the game something that they're not going to want to do entering this one expect 28 30 passes expect probably 13 14 fantasy points not something i'm looking to get to now on the opposite side of the game you have the other quarterback and that's aaron Rodgers at 10,400. a little bit more expensive but he's more worthwhile compared to Tannehill because rogers is seeing a lot of interesting usage he's thrown the second most deep attempts this year that's pretty encouraging and he's throwing a lot in the red zone seventh most in the red zone this just leads to opportunities for big plays that Tannehill just isn't showing right now Rodgers also has a running back in Aaron Jones who gets a lot of yards after the catch and just discovered this Christian Watson last week so big plays are now maybe going to come a little bit more for Rodgers in Green Bay where Tannehill just doesn't have a running back who's going to get him yards after the catch truthfully I'm not really enticed to play either quarterback I think you can get away with playing neither of them maybe you play both running backs which would include this next guy and that is Derrick Henry who at $11,600 is an unreal play on this slate he is just fantastic according to the DFS blueprint link down below my five-step system to help you actually win more reduce your research time and stop hitting the deposit button on DraftKings and these DFS sites yes yeah according to the DFS blueprint I have Derrick Henry projected for three and a half more points than anybody else on the slate and factoring in the entire slate he's the second best value even though he's nearly $12,000 that's how good of a play he is and of course it helps that he faces the Packers who rank bottom third in the league in tackling and 24th in run defense i'm expecting 25 carries or so for derrick henry here all the red zone usage as well now if we're gonna play these guys up top aaron jones derrick henry maybe you want a quarterback you need to find some value so let's talk about it hey, if you're enjoying this content you find it helpful be sure to subscribe for more twelve hundred dollars samori tori is a seventh round pick from the packers a wide receiver this past year and he's at least in play now there are some stipulations here we'll get to in a second but he's the wide receiver four in this team he played 12 snaps last week he only saw one target but again they only threw 19 catchable balls before that in his two previous games he started to play more he earned four targets per game he had 30 yards in each of those games including a touchdown he sees some downfield usage so if you're 1200 and you're gonna see four targets well that's pretty nice and if you want more context on who he is well in his junior year at montana he put up nearly 1500 yards was top 10 in college football 
That's why he was drafted. But, 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 and this is a big old booty. I do not believe he's going to see as much usage because there's a chance Randall Cobb returns. And Randall Cobb is only $200, completely mispriced because they probably assumed he had no chance in playing, but there's some nice news. First of all, Randall Cobb's coming off the IR, meaning he's eligible to return. And in an interview, he said he would have played last week, but based on the IR rules, you have to miss four games. So it looks like he might be returning. And a reminder, the last time we saw him play a fully healthy game, well, he ended up putting up 17 fantasy points, 13 targets. Aaron Rodgers was screaming for him to play more, and he played a season-high 65% of the snaps. Now, if he returns, there's a good chance he's limited on Thursday night, a short week. He was just on IR as an older player. But even if he's limited, maybe that's just to a red zone role where Rodgers trusts him, and he's just $200. He becomes the best value. So those are some decent values in the Packers. Let's talk the Titans side. You have $3,200 Dontrell Hilliard, who is a tough play right now, but he's seeing usage. I mean, last week alone, he played 26 snaps to clear RB2 as the rookie Hassan Haskins saw just two snaps, and he played very similar snaps to Derrick Henry in this one. Unfortunately, he's seen just four carries over the last two games. Odds are he'll see maybe three, four, if he's lucky, five touches if they get behind and they need him to catch a couple passes in this one. Now, maybe more of a fun fact for you, but for the second straight year, he ranks first in true yards per carry, meaning he's literally the most efficient running back on the ground since the start of 2021. There's some fun bar trivia you can ask somebody next to you. Who was the most efficient running back since the beginning of 2021? Dontrell Hilliard as of right now. So he's not the greatest value. I mean, I'd just rather get to the kickers or defenses at that price tag. Let's talk some more potential cheap options. Not the cheapest play in the day, but $5,800 Robert Tonyan. Do we want him? Do we not? Well, his only good game this season, he had 19 points. This was a game where they were trailing. He had 12 targets, 10 catches. They were down a lot of bodies in this game. But the other thing is they play the Jets. It was more of a scheme fit. It was easy to get these passes over the middle of the field to Tonya. I mean, other than that, he's not great. He ran 14 routes, saw one target last week. They're having three different tight ends run some routes out there for them. He's clearly behind the wide receivers here. He doesn't have the greatest yards after the catch ability. He's a touchdown or bust. I'm not that interested. And the other Packers tight ends are Mercedes Lewis, a blocker who usually runs some routes in the play action game. Expect one target. Maybe it goes for a touchdown. Uh, it happens like once a year, probably not the greatest. And then you have guys like uh, Josiah DeGuire, who's a converted fullback, more of a blocker. Not that interesting. So the tight end position pretty weak on the Packers side. Let's wrap it up with their pass catchers. And that would be Sammy Watkins, who last week lost his role to Christian Watson. I mean, this was a guy playing 75, 80% of the snaps for the Packers, and he plays just 30% last week. He plays just 21 snaps compared to 54 for Watson. And if anything, Watson earned more of a role. You see, on the season, Watkins is playing 63% of the snaps, but we have to dive into this number more because that number includes the 33% he played last week in games where he was injured, playing just 51% of the snaps. Since returning from injury and seeing more of a role, 76% and 83% of the snaps. He was a full-time player, but doing nothing. So the Packers said, you're not playing as much anymore. Just 33% of the snaps, even though his price isn't reflective of that. I don't think you can play him here, especially if Cobb returns. Now, an interesting play is AJ Dillon on the Packers. You see, Dillon should be a lot cheaper. He's basically been a backup running back. $6,600 is unreal, and he's going to pick up absolutely no ownership here. This past week, though, he did see 13 carries. The most he's seen in the wild, Rodgers has basically stated, yeah, we want to continue to run the ball. We have to run the ball. It is a tougher matchup here, but you're hoping for maybe a red zone score as three-point favorites are projected for over three touchdowns. Now, the big concern with Dylan in general is the expectations have changed. This team is not as good. They're not playing from ahead as much, right? He's not seeing as much usage because Aaron Jones has been fantastic, and he's not catching passes. I mean, when Dylan was catching two or three balls a game, it made him serviceable, but he's only running 10 routes per game, and if you're lucky, he catches a ball, something he didn't do last week. My favorite spot to get exposure to Dylan is just in the prop market. I actually took this as an official bet. Traylon Burks over, we talked about earlier, and A.J. Dillon over 34 and a half rushing yards. You can combine those two for $50, and you can win up to 150. I took this on price, but you actually get a free bet up to $100 with a link in the description below. You click that link and you use the code SAL22, that's S-A-L-2-2, and they will match your first bet up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 20, you get 20 right back, a free bet. You put in 100, you get $100 Ruskies right back for a free bet. Use it or lose it right now with the link in the description below. Another player in this mid-range who's overpriced 
price maybe similar to an AJ Dillon is Robert Woods because he just looks absolutely abysmal right now. Robert Woods ranks 72nd in wide receiver efficiency. The guy is maybe, if he's lucky, catching a ball in a game. Something, again, he really hasn't been doing lately. He literally has four total catches over his last three games, and now Nick Westbrook just broke out a little bit last week, and Traylon Burks is going to start to see more usage. To make matters worse, he has a more difficult matchup, and the man is only top 40 receiving yards once this year. He's not worth the price tag. I mean, we are really struggling for value on this slate, so $4,600 Austin Hooper is just naturally in play coming off of his best week. He played his normal snaps, but he ran more routes. He ended up going out there running a season-high 25 routes, and he had seven targets. Season-high. Nine fantasy points. Season-high. Five catches. All of this is a season-high. Maybe it's a little bit fluky, or maybe they're just using him a little more. Just based on how gross this slate is in terms of value in the mid-range outside of the kickers and defenses, normally okay plays on these types of slates, it makes Hooper a somewhat of a priority play. The other tight ends on Tennessee just aren't that interesting. Jeff Swaim, I mean, he ran nine routes, saw one target last week, and then you have out there uh, Chig. Chig just saw a couple of routes run a target. These guys aren't appealing. I'd rather play some Mori Tori or Cobb. That's where you're going to find your value this week. If Cobb plays and starts, he's appealing. Otherwise, Tori at $1,200 is appealing. Outside of that, you're not looking at anything below $3,000 worth of damage. And I do always get questions about the kickers and defenses. The Packers defense at 3800 I would say, is my favorite here, although I do expect a low-scoring game with a lot of running, so it's more difficult to find turnovers. And in that instance, I'd go with Mason Crosby, the home field advantage at Cold Lambeau, $4,000 if you're choosing between the kickers. But that's mainly where your value is going to come from. The Packers, Austin Hooper, um, Packers defense, Austin Hooper, and the kickers outside of those cheap guys we just mentioned. And now it also helps to know exactly who is going to be owned, how much they'll be owned, and who are the optimal plays. And that is exactly what the DFS Blueprint does, my five-step system to help you actually win more. It comes with tools every single day of the week for showdowns in main slates. You can check it out with the thousands of people using it right now to increase their odds of winning, reduce their research time, just win more dollar risky. Simple as that. Link in the description below. If you've enjoyed your time here, take a second to hit the subscribe button and we'll be live for this slate at 6 p.m. East Coast time on Thursday. When you subscribe, you'll be notified of when we're going live.